<laughs> we all love to talk about our experiences. They tell people who we are, where we come from, and what we are about. A fantastic experience told can change a life. Now on to the intro. <laughs> school of life he is here talking about stuff and whatever's going on in his brain you know it is 100 all right all right here i am it's me talking about something how you guys doing it's another week it's another great thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to talk about some stuff like I always do. Are you ready? So let's get some business out of the way. If you're watching me on YouTube, make sure to like the content, subscribe to the content, and ring the bell so you can see more content. <laughs> and of course, if you're watching me on or watching me, if you're listening on audio, make sure to tell your friends I'm available on Apple Podcasts. Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and anywhere else a podcast is, I am there. <laughs> I love saying that that way. I don't I don't know. I'm just weird, I guess. That's okay. <laughs> so have you ever had an experience? I mean and I mean an experience like 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 man, like something jaw dropping that you just can't not tell somebody. It's like it's like when you're a kid and you fall off your bike and you break your skull and you come home and you're like, I broke my skull. And you got to tell all your friends, I broke my skull. And now, and now you're at the Broken Skull Ranch. Never mind. <laughs> if you get that, that's okay. So, <laughs> but I'm going to talk about an experience that changed the lives of thousands and thousands of people and then became a movement that changed the lives of millions and millions of people and is still changing lives today. So I'm going to say it this way. If we talk about our experiences, we will see lives changed, especially if they're good experiences that make a difference. So this starts right after the resurrection. So Jesus rises from the dead. Um, it's Easter Sunday, <laughs> which is coming up here pretty soon. Go to church. It's Easter's coming. And uh, so Jesus is up in the Mount of Olivet and he's talking to his disciples and he, he tells them that something's about to happen. And uh, so we're going to start right about there. Okay. So here's Acts chapter one, four, four, four through eight. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the father, which he said, you have heard from me for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy spirit. Not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, it is not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. Now, here's the big one. Verse 8. This is the one that everybody talks about. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all of Judea and Samaria and to the end of all the earth. Let me say that again. 
witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And if you know how the gospels end, he tells everybody, go out and preach the gospel to all the world. So this is him now saying, I'm going to give you the power to do that by you getting baptized in the Holy Spirit or of the Holy Spirit. And he will come upon you to give you direction, to give you life, to give you motivation, to empower you to go and do things greater and beyond yourself. Because I don't think these guys, as ready as they might have been, were ready enough to start a movement to change the world. Little did they know that they would be part of a movement, that they will spread across the world and, and still be valid into the future. And we're living in that future that they started all the way back then. And, and, and then it gets ingrained in the earth as Christianity. So this is the thing that they did. And then they start the church. So all of this starts to happen because of a great experience. So I'm going to read this in Acts chapter 1. This is 9 through 11. Here, here's the rest of it. Now when he had spoken these things while they watched... He was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. While they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, who also said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into the heavens? This name, this same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven, will so come in, the, in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. And this question, here's the question. Why do you stand gazing into heaven? I think there's an action that is required after this. This question is actually still holds today. Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing into heaven? Hey, earth, Christians, believers, why are you still standing gazing into heaven? Well, I received Jesus and I'm going to go to heaven and that's eternal life. That's awesome. I'm glad that you're going there. But what are you doing to help others get there? It's not for us to stand and stare. It is for us to take action. The action required is to see God move on the earth in a powerful way, to be the people that inspires change in the world that is lacking God's stuff. It is up to us to live, believe, and inspire. Live a Christ-filled life. Believe we can fulfill his promises. Inspire others to follow him that is what we are supposed to do on this earth go listen to the last one i think it was called um, beyond the walls so it's actually going outside and speaking to people to a generation of people that need to know who jesus is so that they can be inspired come on so that they can believe and so that they can live so it works in a backwards thing if i'm living a christ-filled life and I believe I can fill, fulfill all of God's promises on the earth today, I'm going to inspire others to follow him. And so when I inspire others to follow him, they believe, and then they can live a Christ-filled life and then start the circle over again. The disciples followed Christ's instructions. So Jesus, Jesus told them, hey, go into the upper room, go hang out there, wait upon me, and I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. So here, here, here we are in a... Um, now we're down to verses 12 through 14 in the book, Acts 1. And they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey. 
And when they had entered, they went up into the upper room where they were staying. Peter, James, John, and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James, the son of Alphysus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas the son of James. These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the woman and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. So according to the text that comes after this, there's over 120 people um, were sitting there in the upper room and they found themselves in prayer. So here they are. They're doing exactly what Jesus said to do. Just imagine what would happen in your life if you just did what Jesus said to do. (laughs) And they were worshiping and they were waiting, just like Jesus said to do. And they were all in one accord, the Bible says. And then the promise happens. Acts 2. Boom, boom. One through four. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound, a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire, and one sat upon each one of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So first of all, I want to dispel a myth. There was actually no wind. It was a sound. The room was not filled with wind. There was not a tornado within the upper room. It was a sound as of. I like this kind of sound came into the room. It shows that there's a supernatural change in the atmosphere. Something was recognizable, but not tangible. It was the spirit of God and his presence changing the atmosphere of the room and because of his presence in the room the people were changed and shift occurred they were all all how many all filled with the holy spirit and 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 began to speak with other tongues and the spirit gave them utterance the presence of god causes a reaction and the curiosity of the people now watch this when you say it causes a reaction these guys Everybody heard. See, this is, I think, something that people forget. Here's verses 5 through 13. And there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And when this sound occurred, let me say that again. When this sound occurred, so this sound wasn't just in the upper room. It couldn't just, it wasn't just heard in the upper room. So when the sound occurred, the multitude came together. So the crowd at the time of Pentecost, so there was the big feast of Pentecost, and they came to find out what is going on here. And they were confused because everyone heard them speak in their own language. So the sound occurs inside the room and outside the room, or at least it's loud enough to be heard outside the room. So here's this this picture of this shifting thing where God is coming into a place in the form of the Holy Spirit. People are being um, changed and transformed. There's tongues of fire. They're speaking in other languages. They're speaking in God languages. And and everybody outside goes, what is going on here? I got to find out what this thing is. What is this experience that is happening right now? Then they were all amazed and marveled saying this verse seven, saying to one another, look, Are not all these who speak Galileans? And how is it that we hear each in our own language in which we were born? 
Parthians and Medes and and uh, Elamites, <laughs> those dwelling in Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia—all these places. Visitors from Rome, both Jews and those guys, Cretans and Arabs. <laughs> we hear them speaking in our own language. The wonderful works of God. So they were all amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, whatever could this mean? Whatever could this mean? What is happening here? There's an experience going on that is beyond any experience that anybody's ever seen or heard before. And they were drawn to the experience. So imagine what your experience in life and what God has done for you when you go and talk to someone about Jesus outside the walls of church can change a life or adjust or shift something or somebody around you because you're just doing what God tells you to do. The sound was heard outside the room, which means the ones inside the room had to come out and explain what was happening. No hiding in your new life as a spirit-filled believer, as an empowered person. They could not hide in the room. The sound had stirred the people outside. The people were curious, and they came to find out what was happening. And this is all happening outside the upper room. They didn't come inside the upper room. They didn't go, well, you know, that guy came out, got filled with the Holy Ghost, and now he's coming out here and giving us a touch card. <laughs> come inside our experience. The experience flooded from the inside to the outside. And still, this is what I think is the most amazing thing ever, is that with all this stuff going on, there's still people that are like, no, this ain't real. Have you ever come across that? That didn't really happen to you. You're like, dude, I, I got stabbed in the head. I broke my skull and I took the knife out and I still lived. You know, the, the crazy thing that happened to you maybe in your experience, you know? And you go to tell somebody that, like, that's not real. There's always somebody that won't believe you. And verse 13 tells us this. Others mocking said, they are full of new wine. <laughs> Who are these crazy people? Of course there's going to be somebody that thinks you're nuts. That's just the way it is. There are two ways to look at this at this statement. That they, that they mocked, that they did not have any desire to be a part of what was happening, or they did not understand the languages that were coming out of their mouths. Tongues. Right? I believe that the crowd was mixed because of the nature of speaking in other tongues. So some people were hearing their languages and other people were just hearing jibber jabber or babble. So the veil may have still, they just did not want to grab hold of what was happening on, what was happening. And in the next part, of course, Peter stands up and preaches from the book of Joel, the prophecy, the prophecy of that time being fulfilled in our time. Then he asked who wants it? Hey, the crowd says, well, the Bible says that they were cut to the heart. And they said, hey, I want what you got. And 3,000 were added to the church that day because of an experience. The first church was started that day. Go and, go and listen to Beyond the Walls because Beyond the Walls tells you what happened next. And the movement of Jesus has filled the entire earth. We stand in our places because of this movement. We go to our churches because of this movement. We fill crowds and we talk to people because of the experience that was talked about for years and years 
and years and is still being talked about today. And it will continue until his return. Just imagine who you could reach through your God experiences. Right on, right on.